0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Farm Machinery Digest Radio, the show where steel and soil meet. Some know me as the Hot Rod Farmer from New Jersey, but my real name is Ray Bohax, hailing from Cat Swamp Road in Warren County. I can't deny that the internet is is good for some things, with the operative word being some, but you really have to sift through it to determine what is real. For example... A quick search reveals that there is a Cat Swamp Road also in Connecticut, but I know for a fact there is one in South Carolina too, which is not mentioned. Also, according to that storehouse of digital data, Google, my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, family of podcasts, and this radio show has 14 employees, not including me. Well, I do not think so. And if I do, they are MIA and not around when I need a hand on the farm. So much of fake news. This brings me to a point that today you really need to filter out the information that you receive in regard to almost anything. It was not like that years ago. There could have been a difference of opinions or the method to do something, but it was not fake. Think what you may this dry dryland farmer. But know that when you listen to this show, the information you are hearing every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. is true. You may not like what I'm telling you, but it is the real deal and exclusively on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM. And now, before I get too carried away with the topic of today's show which, by the way, is about properly and not the fake news way of using a DVOM, which is a digital voltometer, I have a bunch of shout-outs I need to make. Just for those that may not know, I am asking the audience to do me the kindness of a favor by just letting me know where you are from and your first name. I have a map in my office and I will put a push pin in it with your name and as close to your town as I could glean. All you need to do is send me an email at hotrodfarmer at And it will be a double header for you. I will also mention you on my idle chatter podcast that is heard in more than 67 countries around the world. And I say that humbly. So without any further ado, I want to shout out to, in no particular order, Shane Hennessy from Alvo, Nebraska. Cody and Megan Reisman in Vandergrift, Pennsylvania. Evan Schertzer out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Corey Dombrowski, who hangs his hat in Lehigh Acres, Florida. A neighbor that I never knew listened to the show, Phyllis Semanchik in my town of Alamuchi, New Jersey. And last but not least, and my youngest listener, so he gets two pins in the map, eight-year-old Sam Barlieb, Sam hails from Stewartsville, New Jersey, and I think that he's a hot rod farmer in the making. His grandmother, Chris, said that Sam lives on the family farm and has great plans to carry on in his grandfather's footsteps, who just happens to be Sam Santini, an NCGA record holder for 44 consecutive years. I want to sincerely thank all of you for giving me the honor of putting some more pins in my map and letting me know about your operation. I do not take that lightly. Thank you. Back to business now. I doubt if there is anyone listening to this, including the young Sam Barlieb. Are you listening, Grandma? That does not have a DVOM in their toolbox and feels comfortable, should I say, to a certain extent using it. A DVOM is akin to planting a crop. You believe, or should I say hope, that the seat is going where it should, but you really do not know. The same thing goes with a DVM. Is the reading you are seeing accurate? Are you using the proper scale and setting? You know the feeling. So if you're listening to the SXM app, the Series XM app, consider stopping the show and going to get your meter and then you could work alongside me. If that is not possible, then listen. And if you have any questions, just email me and we will open up a dialogue. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability.
1: It's Mad Dog Unleashed with Christopher Mad Dog Russo. The passion. Be aggressive. Get something done. Hear the knowledge. The game, folks, is about two plays, and that's what it comes down to. Hear the personality. I'm going to start here in an angry mood. Get
0: somebody on the radio.
1: That has made him a sports talk legend.
0: Does that make any sense to you?
1: Judge you crazy. It's Mad Dog Unleashed with Christopher Russo, weekdays 3 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app, free for most subscribers. Hi, I'm Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, your leader in the outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll talk about all things outdoors and preserving our access to the forest, field, and water. We'll be bringing you special guests from unique locations as well as inside access to the latest topics and trends in the outdoors. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World only on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147. Your adventure starts right here. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon from Rural Radio's Western Sports Roundup. Join Amy Wilson and me. We cover the biggest stories in Western sports, bull riding, rodeo. If it's part of our great Western heritage, we're there for it. From great venues like Cheyenne, Wyoming, Pendleton, Oregon, and the National Finals Rodeo. Join us weekdays, 3 in the West, 6 in the East, for the latest in Western sports. Western Sports Roundup on Rural Radio, 147 on Sirius XM and on the Sirius XM app.
0: Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and we're going to be discussing a digital voltometer. And if you have experience with that, please don't uh, don't change the channel because hopefully I'll be going over and giving you something. You know, whenever I've gone to any seminar to learn anything, even though if I had some experience in it, or even what I I felt was a good level of experience, I always walked away learning something. And that is my goal for this show every week is to teach someone something, whether it's a lot or it's a little, but to teach them something. And in turn, I learn from you, my audience, when you communicate with me. But what I do want to take just a minute and say, which I have been neglectful on this show to do because the time limits are tight versus my idle chatter podcast. Please know that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in the agricultural community and in rural areas that are enduring the terrible drought and forest fires throughout this country. And it's my my heart just bleeds. For those people, those animals, those wild animals in the, in the woods, it's just, it's just it's terrible. And, uh, you know, I joke around on the show, but please know that you are in my prayers and I don't really voice it as often as I should because of the tight time limit of the radio show versus on my podcast. I'm much more vocal about current events like that on my podcast than I can on the radio show. So just know that. I, and I want to thank you for letting me uh, tell you that. But what we're going to discuss, as I said, we're going to discuss a digital volto meter. And there's two, there's two types of meters, all right? There's an analog meter, which is what we all had years ago. And an analog means it has a needle and a scale. So if you have a speedometer on a car, if you have a, a uh, in a vehicle, you have a, uh, a pressure gauge on your sprayer or what have you, and it's got a needle with a sweep and a scale, that is called analog And digital means that it shows the numbers digitally, that there's no scale. So if you have a digital um, speedometer, say 52 miles per hour, like a digital clock, right, or a digital watch. So what we're going to be discussing today is what's called a DVOM, a digital voltometer. And, you know, there are matter of fact when i studied electrical engineering in college we had a we used a simpson 260 which by god's grace i have one uh somebody fa- somebody gave me one years ago it was beautiful and that was the industry standard that was the gold standard of a meter back years ago it was if you had a simpson 260 that was the cat's meow all right so um but what I'm going to be discussing today is the scales of the meter. So there's a there's a there's a digital voltometer and it is an analog meter. Everything that I'm going to be talking about, the scaling today, would apply to an analog meter if you still use one. But you may say, well, why did the industry go to digital versus analog? And the reason why I went to digital versus analog was that to work on modern... Oh, microprocessor i hate to use the word computer microprocessor circuits and specifically in machinery and this started in the automobile industry you needed a meter that had what they call a 10 mega ohm 10 million ohms of internal resistance and that was uh, that does not affect your readings it affects how the the voltage that the meter puts through the te- circuit to test it. So in, on ohms, and we'll discuss that a little bit further if it's confusing. So it had to have a 10 mega ohm internal resistance. And it's not that that could not have been accomplished with a, a with a analog meter, but like most things in life, uh, I don't wanna say society dumbed down, but you need a little bit more skills to read a analog meter than you did a digital meter. For instance, just like if you have a, a digital, the micrometer or a digital veneer caliper versus an analog one, well, the analog one, you need a little bit more skills. And you know maybe, without getting off on a tangent, maybe we should go back to analog, right? Because a lot of people today, young people coming out of, out of school can't even read a wristwatch. But anyway, that's what this discussion is about. So there was, so the digital meter became very, very popular. The cost of production of digital circuits went down and it was, and for most part, there's less error involved and what I mean, less reading error involved because you're not looking at a small scale. So you're reading, you're reading numbers, but every meter that you're going to look at and it's, so it's DVOM stands for digital voltometer. Now, a digital voltometer may also, in a truest sense, does not read amperage because that is current, but most modern DVOMs do. And uh, the one that I have in front of me right now is a real cheapy one, and I bought it years ago in the hardware store in town for about $19 just to take out and bump around in the toolbox or what have you. It's good enough for what I'm doing, but this is a true digital voltmeter, and it only reads voltage and ohms. It does not read amperage. So what I'm gonna suggest that you do is then if you're not familiar And even if you are familiar, it is nothing worse than having to diagnose an electrical issue and not have confidence in how to use the meter and stumbling your way through that diagnostic procedure. And, you know, in life, you have to be introspective and everything in every aspect of your life. You have to be introspective. And if you're not and if you are introspective, you say, well, I'm really weak with reading a meter and so what you need to do is you could listen to this podcast there's books out there what have you but you could do a lot of training yourself so what i suggest for you to do next time you're in town all right go to if radio shack still exists go to a store like that Uh, go on the internet and buy some cheap resistors buy some cheap light bulbs don't spend more than five dollars for everything all right and then if you take and if you have a, a friend that has a repair shop in town or whether it's farm equipment or automotive all right and if you take something off a piece of machinery in a farm a solenoid or relay something throw it into a pile into a box like i said you don't need to have a, a hundred of them and then what you're going to do is you're going to use your meter to test those because and you're going to teach yourself that is the best learning tool. And why I say to get a box, get some resistors and get a switch or what have you, because if you get a resistor and it's a five ohm resistor, then you know that you could qualify that. You say, okay, when I, when I put this meter, if I hook it up correctly and I scale it correctly, I'm going to read around five ohms. So there's no mystery there. But if you take a resistor out of a, uh, open up, let's say, a, a old windshield wiper motor and there's a resistor in there, you say, well, I don't know how many ohms this is. Am I reading it properly? And for those who have an electronics background, there is a there is a way for you to read the resistor by the color codes, but that's not we're not ready for that yet. All right. So there's a color code on every resistor, and you'd be able to each each band has a different a different value, and then you would put those together, and you would find that this is a two hundred fifty five ohm resistor. But we're not worried about that now. We're just worried. We're we not worried about double clutching. we we're, we're just learning how to get into the semi. All right. So when you look at a meter. You could buy it. So we're going to, let me, I'm confusing myself here. So we're going to stick with a digital voltometer. Now, once you get into a digital voltometer, there's two different categories. You have a manual ranging meter, which I have in front of my hand, this cheap $19 or $20 meter. And you have an auto ranging meter. And let me explain the difference. On a manual ranging meter, you have different scales. And what a scale is, is resolution. So let's think, about, um, let's think about tire pressure. Very simple. So let's say that you have a semi in your operation that takes that you run 120 pounds of air pressure in the tires. And you have a farm track that you run 12 pounds of air pressure in the tires. Okay. Well, in theory, you could use the same gauge because it goes from zero and let's say the gauge goes from zero to 120 pounds we'll make it easy so when you check the tire pressure in the semi is that it should be full deflection of the gauge right 120 pounds of air pressure and when you check the tire pressure on your tractor with 12 pounds well you're going to hardly move the gauge so the amount of range that a that a tool could read is called resolution so you want so you so that that tire pressure gauge has a wide range of resolution from 0 to 120 pounds so now if you were if you were to take and you were to read 118 pounds you would be able to see that accurately on a 120 pound gauge but if you were to read eight pounds instead of the twelve pounds on your tractor tire, well, you're at the bottom scale of that resolution. you has got a bottom scale of that range, and you say, "Well, is that ten? Is it eleven? Is it twelve? What have you?" Or right, you know, it's not flat, and you know, it's not fifty pounds. So the thing is that whenever you look, just like on your sprayer, right? If you had a if you had an analog gauge on your sprayer or a digital gauge, even on your sprayer, to went from let's say be ridiculous zero pounds to a thousand pounds of pressure and you wanted to set the sprayer at 22 on an analog scale you really wouldn't be able to see it too accurately but even on a digital scale it may what we'd call an electronic skew because you're not using enough of resolution so when you look at your meter what's going to happen is you're going to have different scales And the scales are the resolution or the maximum on whatever, whether it's in this particular meter, whether it's ohms or voltage that the meter is reading. So the standard issue is to have 200 ohms on the ohm sides and ohms is opposition to current flow. So it's resistance. So it's like kinking a hose, a garden hose and the water doesn't want to come out. It's opposition to current flow. So you have 200 scale. 2000 scale, 20,000 scale, 200,000 scale, and 2 million scale. So that is the resolution. So think of it as a pressure gauge, all right? Tire pressure gauge. You can go 200 pounds, 2,000 pounds, 20,000 pounds, 200,000 pounds, 2 million pounds. So the whole idea is that you want to start at the highest scale. And then scale it back down, lower it until you get the re- the reading with the most digits on the display. That's a manual r- a selection, a manual ranging meter. If you have an auto ranging meter, you do not do that. It it basically finds the rate, finds the scale itself. Now, some people may say that an auto ranging meter is easier to use. And to a certain extent it is, but you, but you don't have to worry about the scales, but you learn less, but also sometimes at a very low uh, very low reading, whether it's a one ohm or two ohms or a half a ohm or something like that, sometimes it could trick you with that because it, it, it's scaling without you knowing what's going on. But if you have an auto-ranging meter, that's fine. Do the same thing. Get yourself a box of resistors, a box of parts, and start to check it. So in essence, those numbers, and it's usually historically to the right side of the meter, as the range, the maximum resolution. Now on the left side of the meter, what you're going to have is voltage, which is V, and then you can have a little squiggly over it. And then you usually have like a li- like two straight lines over it. One is AC, alternating current, and one is DC. The voltage with the squiggly over it is AC. So that's the type of voltage like in a building. And then the one with the two lines over it is DC. So in the same thing, we have a scale on the on the DC. We have 600 volts, 200 volts, 20 volts, 2,000 megavolts, and 200 megavolts. So the thing is that a mega is a thousandth of a volt. I mean millivolts, excuse me, millivolts, a mega millivolts. So that's a thousandth of a volt. So in essence, you. so if you want to read a one- volt circuit you're not going to use the 600 volt scale you always want to use the lowest scale possible so that you get the most resolution for the most accurate reading and the same thing would happen with amps now this is a basic meter so to and a couple of things before i close here on ohms the circuit always needs to be unpowered for you to read resistance because the battery in the meter sends a minute amount of voltage into the circuit to check it. So to check resistance, the circuit always has to be unpowered. To check voltage, obviously the circuit has to be powered and to check amperage the circuit has to be powered when you're checking voltage you will check it all right the the volt meter will be hooked up in parallel so if you want to check the voltage in the battery you put the positive lead across the positive battery terminal negative lead across the negative and you read 12.2 volts 12.6 volts when you're checking amperage the meter has to be in series so you have to break open the circuit and you have to put it in series now there are clamp meters but we're not getting there today the and that's a very, that's a much more expensive meter, where you could inductively clamp over the wire and read the voltage, and or the amperage. But to keep, so remember, the basics are the numbers on the meter are a scale resolution like a tire pressure gauge. On the other right, you have voltage AC, you have voltage DC, you have uh, ohms is opposition to current flow. Uh, to check resistance, the circuit has to be unpowered to check voltage you're going in parallel across this across the circuit and to check amperage what you're basically doing is you're going in series you're breaking open the circuit and putting the meter in series in line with that Good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very special show.
1: Country music history comes
0: alive with stars, songs, and stories. You know, we're blessed with great stars here on our show tonight. The face and voice of country music on TV and radio. Having a good time? This is going to be fun. Country Music Hall of Fame member Ralph Emery. Sunday, right here on
1: America's only agribusiness and Western lifestyle network, Rural Radio. There's more to come
0: here on The Ralph Emery Show.
1: Sirius XM's Rural Radio. I cannot wait to share these women's stories. It's the best thing I've ever done. Hear about inspiring people from the heartland. I'm Margie, photographer from Iowa with a passion for sharing the stories of women in agriculture. Join me on this journey for Farm Her Talks. And all about rodeo. My name is Steve Kenyon. Join me for Western Sports Roundup. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo. Bull riding. Rural Radio. Sirius XM 147. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. Sometimes you need a little bit of expertise when it comes to being a gardener. It's the same thing for farming. That's why collaboration is key. Collaboration is the name of the game for Iowa's research-based strategy to improve water quality. Through the Iowa Nutrient Research and Education Council, or INREC, many collaborators come together to measure conservation progress. I am optimistic about the partnerships and the collaboration that's occurring and I think the more people work together the more we're going to see real changes. Farmers say getting these kinds of answers is what it's all about. We want to do it once and we want to do it right. Having some information and some resources so our efforts don't go to waste, it's a tremendous benefit to farmers because we do rely upon it. The goal is to have science proven strategies that improve water quality statewide. To learn more, check out the Iowa Nutrient Research and Education Council, iowanrec.org. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns.
0: Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So hopefully uh, you were able to glean a little bit about the meter and feel free to contact me. And I'm hoping I can't announce it now, but I am working with a major uh, full-line farm equipment manufacturer to put on some seminars throughout the country and one of them are going to one of and, and one aspect of a seminar is going to be reading a multimeter so i'll have you come into the into the facility there and we'll be going through this step by step but uh, any questions or any concerns just email me at hot rod farmer Alright so we're going to get into our toolbox test but first we need tex rubinowitz come on in tex and that's tex the hot rod man from ripsaw records Alrighty, thank you so much. Here's our toolbox test. You ready? Put your thinking cap on. All righty, your liquid-cooled UTV started to run hot according to the gauge. You check the water pump, drive belt, radiator, and coolant level, and all seem fine. You decide to change the thermostat in the hope that it is the cause. The parts man at the dealership hands you the proper thermostat, and you notice it is stamped on it 180. You ask the counterman what that means, and he tells you it is the temperature rating. You install the new thermostat, and all is fine now. The next day at the coffee shop, you ask your farmer friends what the 180 stamped on the thermostat means. Which farmer is correct? Farmer A said it is the manufacturing code or part number, and it means nothing to the end user? farmer b claims that it is the liquid temperature in fahrenheit degrees that the thermostat is fully open farmer c tells you it is the crack open temperature in fahrenheit degrees when the thermostat begins to open and farmer d says that it is the size of the thermostat in millimeters all righty so you think about that here's our here's our letter and the person sent me the letter and uh he says hi my name is jerry and i farm in southwest kansas I have an older international truck with a DT466 engine in it and the HEUI injection system. Someone told me to put an additive in the engine oil. What are your thoughts about that? All right, the the Huey injector stands for Hydraulic Electronic Unit Injector, and I think I'm gonna do a show on it. It the that injector can get it's called stiction but it could get gummed up on both sides the fuel side from deposits forming and and from the oil side of it so the additives that you're thinking about putting in for a huey injector need to go into the engine oil to to eliminate the, the varnish in the oil that's causing the injection to inject it a stick and in the fuel side to to release and clean deposits so i would definitely definitely do it and um, just follow the instructions on the package Alrighty, and we're going to do a show on the huey injector coming up shortly okay so farmer a is correct The rating on a thermostat is the crack open temperature. That is when the liquid flow to the radiator begins. Most thermostats take a further rise in liquid temperature between 10 and 20 degrees Fahrenheit to become fully open. So just know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed, blessed day and be safe. And I want to thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Sorry to cut you short. Time is up.
1: Is your property a jungle overgrown with brush, vines, and weeds? Take back your land with a DR field and brush mower. The DR is a powerful rough cut mower with the muscle you need to devour out of control growth including brush and saplings up to three inches thick. DR walk-behind mowers include engines up to 22 horsepower, cutting decks up to 34 inches wide, electric start and power steering for ease of operation. Got an ATV? Hook it up to a tow-behind DR field and brush mower. Mow up to 52 inches wide. Offset the mower to either side. Clear two acres or more in just one hour. Walk or ride, a DR field and brush mower will put you in control. Reclaim overgrown land. Mow and maintain trails. Rediscover the land you've lost. All DR field and brush mowers are now on sale. Learn more at GoDRPower.com. Farmers know that conditions can change quickly and shifts in the market or in policy can have a big impact. I'm Chip Flory and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues. We connect producers with consumers and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the SiriusXM app. We know you love rodeo as much as we do. And now with the Cowboy Channel Plus app, there's a whole lot more to love. So whether you're listening to live rodeo action from across the country, browsing the archive to catch up on past events, or following along while you listen on the radio, we want to hear about it. Shoot an email to Patrick at RFDTV.com to let Rural Media Group founder and president Patrick Gotch know how you are using the Cowboy Channel Plus. Don't have it yet? Sign up at CowboyChannelPlus.com today.